This is episode 262 on July 20th, 2018. Set your photo apps down, iPhone photographers. It's time for Tiny Shutter Podcast. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to the Tiny Shutter Podcast, where we talk about iPhone photography and anything else that might jump into our heads. I'm Matt Hoffman. I'm Dave Podner. And I'm Greg McMillan. Welcome, guys. How you doing tonight? Doing good, Matt. Doing good. Good. Yep, I'm doing well. Excellent. Well, hey, I think I've got my microphone set correctly tonight, uh, so hopefully I don't end up sounding like I have my head stuffed into a bag of cotton balls like I did a couple weeks ago. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Nobody noticed it but you. Actually, there's probably people that prefer it that way. (laughs) (laughs) If you could muffle him some more, that'd be even better. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, um, Joe couldn't be with us tonight. He's off gallivanting around in the Ozarks of Missouri. Uh, So Dave and and Greg and I, we're going to hold down the fort the best we can here to uh, bring you you a good – show about iphone stuff all right dave what you been up to dude uh not a whole lot um was able to get a little bit of nature photography in by having some walks at lunch um yesterday we had a nice break in the weather i know we always have to talk about the weather on the show um we're and of course the last two weeks being clouds uh for the post pick of the week and we do think Everyone, everyone who posted all the hundreds of submissions we had. And that's actually not um, a joke this time. No, 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 definitely <laughs> not. Um, and it's it was either stark. It was either like completely overcast where it's just gray or we had no clouds. So it was alternating. It seemed like it was alternating between the two. So we're having that nice dramatic photo of a cloud kind of over somewhere. I just did not have the luck to get that photo. But doing a walk around lunch, um, I did happen to buy these one plants. And of course, I unfortunately not smart enough to know what plants are plants. But I went for a scale this time where started off with kind of a shot from far away where you have um, the flowering on the flowers on the plant has a nice little background compared to the green of the plant and just zooming in then on the actual fuzzball for lack of a better term, and then going to macro mode on it and getting to the individual strands. So that was something that was kind of a, a neat little thing, just seeing on a walk somewhere, just trying to keep my eyes open and see if there's anything unique going on. Um, other than that, not a lot in terms of straight photography related this week though. But, you know, every little, you know, every so often you get it lucky with a, a couple of neat shots, though. Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's always nice to be able to make time for your hobbies when you can. But, you know, it's not like we get paid to do this. So it's understandable. Greg, what have you been up to? Well, I've been taking a few pictures this past week. Um <laughs> One one morning last week, I think it was last Sunday morning, um, 
I was in the middle of my four night shifts. So I worked 12 hour shifts. And so I get off work at seven in the morning and I walked out of the plant and the, the fog was so thick. The first thing I thought of was just take a picture of it. And there, there's a cloud because <laughs> it was just, <laughs> it was just, I mean, you, I couldn't see my car in the parking lot. It was that thick. Wow. So I thought, okay, uh, I got in the car and I thought, okay, I got to go drive around to see if I could take a picture or something in this fog. And so I went to this one spot where there's this, these nice trees and that, and I thought, okay, this this should be a good location. So by the time I got there, uh, I don't know if it's just, you know, where it was, but the, the fog wasn't quite as thick, but that's okay. It was still a little bit there. So I got out of the car. I took a couple of pictures of these trees, and I got back in the car, and I'm driving down this street, and I thought, okay, I could get that from in the car. So I just pulled off to the side of the road, put the window down, put my phone out, took a couple of pictures, drove another 50 feet up the road, did the same thing, pulled away. I was going to go find something else, but I heard this ticking sound on the road. And I thought, oh no, Uh there's a nail in my tire. So I pulled over and sure enough, there was a drywall screw in my back driver's side tire. (laughs) So I nursed it home. I was about maybe four blocks, five blocks from home. And, you know, it, it it was embarrassing. I mean, this thing was loud. And at seven o'clock in the morning, there's this guy walking his two dogs. I had to put the window down and say, nail in the tire. He goes, oh, okay. <laughs> so anyway, I got home. I get out. And I just get down. And I thought, okay, hopefully, maybe it's not leaking. I get down there and I can hear it hissing. So I... Get the little donut spare tire out of the back and jack the car up, change the tire. And then I just pulled it off. We got this little parking area off the side of the driveway. I just pulled it over there and I just left it. Because I think I'm, I'm going to get new tires for it because the tires are getting kind of wore out. I need snow tires for the winter anyway. And I just said, told my wife, just leave it there. We'll just not, we won't even drive it. Because I don't like driving around with that little wee spare on it. It's just a little wee thing and... Yeah, the little donut. Yeah. So, anyway, but I did get some decent pictures of, you know, of these trees in the fog and things like that. I put them on Instagram. Um, There was another tree on a guy's front lawn. He's just two doors down from me. And it just looks like the middle of autumn. The leaves are green, but the ground is covered with dead leaves. Because, I mean, we have had such a dry summer. We had some rain a couple of weeks ago, and you know that sound of rain hitting the hitting the ground like that. Mm-hmm. That wasn't the rain hitting the ground. Oh. That was the ground spitting it back out. Oh, jeez! <laughs> because it is so dry, it quit raining, and I I swear within a half an hour the the ground was just as dry and and crusty as it was before it rained. So, but anyway, uh, but yeah, you know, I I. But kind of took a few pictures here and there and just different things. And I'd say one of the best ones I shot was just tonight after work. Uh, it was oddly enough of clouds and uh, the sun was setting and the sun, it was shining through the clouds. You can see some sun rays and uh, it it's on Instagram as well. So, and I put it, uh, I think, where did I put it? I think I put it in the Facebook group in our challenge, right? It, it, it'll be the one of the last ones. So, but yeah, it's other than that, it's been a pretty quiet week. 
Um, cool. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I um, I also got to do a little bit of photography this past week. The the it was kind of a weekend warrior type thing. Um, so this past weekend we went camping, my wife and my son and I, and, um, I didn't bring my Sony camera. I like literally consciously made the decision that I was only going to shoot with my iPhone. Um, so we went, uh, to this place up in Northeast Ohio. It's called uh, headwaters park. It's also called East Branch Reservoir, but it's basically like the beginning of the Cuyahoga River, which is a river that starts way up north and then it heads south through Ohio. And then when it gets to Akron, it basically does a 180 and heads back north up through Cleveland and dumps out into the uh, Lake Erie. But in any case, so we went to this place to uh, camp for the weekend and um so I was able to grab a bunch of pictures and, you know, while I was up there and, and, you know, taking pictures and stuff, it just got me thinking about like how awesome it is that there's all these different apps for the iPhone and you can do like all these different things. And just in, you know, the day and a half, two days, whatever that we were camping, I mean, I had to play with just like so many apps, um, you know, some of the shots I took that I thought were kind of more like nice, like landscapey photos that I'll probably end up posting Instagram and other places. I used the Halide app, you know, shot in raw so I could get a really good edit out of them. Um, and then like at night, the Saturday night after it got dark, I brought like a bunch of sparklers. And so we were lighting sparklers and my son thought that was a blast. And I got a tripod out and set the phone on the tripod and opened up slow shutter cam and put it in the light trail mode. And we were like trying to write our names and just making these light trails all around the campsite, you know, and my son just thought it was so cool to go back and look at the picture. And it's just got all these swirls and trails and everything. It was pretty cool. And, um, the next day we went on a hike and we were hiking up this, uh, we went off the trail and like hiked up this Creek a little ways and we were flipping over rocks and like looking for salamanders and stuff. And we found some and I was able to use camera plus in the macro mode and get some really cool close up pictures of some salamanders, which was a lot of fun. Um, I did, uh, bring my moment lens mm my wide angle lens with the filter adapter and a um, polarizing filter, which I did use at a place that we stopped. Like we were kind of on our way home and we stopped at this wetland that was nearby just to go and check that out. And it was, um, you know, all these lily pads in the water and then like these nice puffy clouds in the sky. So, you know, I used the polarizer to kind of get the, the glare off the lily pads and then, darken the sky a little bit. So those puffy clouds really stood out really well. And then, um, basically to, to kind of put it all together, um, after we got home, I, you know, I kind of went through and, and edited all the, all the pictures mostly in the, uh, polar app. And then I used the app that I've mentioned a few times before. It's called quick. It's from uh, GoPro. It's like a little video editing app. 
and just selected, you know, the pictures that I wanted to put together in like a slideshow video kind of thing and really just kind of let the app do most of the work. It's got like, you know, these different like styles, I guess you could call them to the edits or whatever. And so you just pick, you know, a style that you like and then it kind of suggests music. But I think I, I went through and picked that myself and I added some uh, little captions or whatever to a few of the photos and it made this cool little 50 second video of the camping trip. And I don't know, I just think it's so cool to be able to go out and, you know, take pictures and then just do like all this other stuff with them all on one device. Yeah. It's really cool having that ability. I mean, you've got your whole, your whole workflow from beginning to end right there in your pocket. Yeah, it is. It's definitely a lot of fun. So I I had a blast doing that and um, kind of regret a little bit. I mean, we had, we had a couple of days this past week with some, you know, some pretty good clouds and I, I did a lot of traveling around this week and I just kept looking, you know, looking out the window, just thinking, man, you know, I should really find a place to pull over and take some, some pictures, but I just really didn't. I think I, stopped at one place on Wednesday, a state park that I was driving by that I'd never been to before. So I pulled in there and I took a couple pictures real quick, but, um, they're nothing special really. So no one will probably ever see them, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, yeah, I mean, there's more, more adventures coming. So there'll be more pictures soon. And that's about it for me, I guess. So we're going to, Nice. Jump into the rest of the show here. We got some uh, app updates and a f- award show we want to talk about, and not to mention post pick of the week. But um, I think Dave will uh, start with some app updates that you wanted to mention. It's that simple to put the app right on the phone. Nah, help. And I All suddenly right. have a taste for uh, baked chicken from the oven. Hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, actually, there was one. Did I cut you guys? Did I cut someone off? No. Nope. No, go ahead. Okay. Okay. Uh, there was, at least for the photo apps I downloaded, there were a lot of small releases. Camera Plus 2 had a release that was more of how it dealt with um, uh, how it was here for the Lightroom and how it dealt with the photo library and then um, how it worked, how trying to access recently deleted photos, which is nice but it didn't really affect how the photo was taken of course instagram has its ubiquitous we have updates what are you updating updates <laughs> yeah they never they Yikes. never tell you updates yeah you know even if it's something major they don't tell you until you find out on you know oh, or they'll, they'll put but an instagram story one. about a major update but well that's true yeah uh big one for me though was apollo uh the illumination app uh, which, in if you want to think about it, since we're on the 49th anniversary of the first moon landing um, on July 20th, 1969, uh, Apollo being updated on July 20th, um, 2018. Yep, coincidence and a little goofy, but yeah, timing, timing always works. A um, couple of the big updates for Apollo is the, uh, at least when I saw them, the ability to put a if you want to consider it a negative light in um, instead of just having, let's say different colored 
uh, lights to illuminate parts. You can actually put a negative light if you put your brightness all the, into the negative and actually if it's if you keep your color as white, it'll actually turn that area black uh, to add it. Or if you're doing um, a color, it'll actually put the negative color on there, uh, which is kind of a neat little effect going on. And the other one is the ability to remove backgrounds, which looks, which works almost like the. Um, for the depth effect uh, for the iPhones, either with, with the two cameras that have the ability to do the different lighting, to do the stage lighting, uh, except it's it just it removes it but keeps it as a col- as a color photo. So that's kind of a neat effect, and I tried that out with a couple of them. Um, some again, this is one of those apps where you're not going to use it on every photo, but it has a couple of nice little effects that can add nice some some nice touches to photos and the nice thing is this app is not a subscription app so because it's purchased it's bought the updates just come included so they didn't add a tier or anything else which is which is at least my mind always nice for apps yeah definitely so yeah that that negative lights thing is a pretty cool idea so one of the things that they mentioned that you could do with it that i think that i could possibly find useful is the ability to um because you could basically change like white to black you know um you could essentially remove original photo highlights so like that could be useful if um you know, you're taking a, a picture and there's just like a, a light like in the background that you really can't do anything about. And it's just kind of distracting to the overall picture. You know, that um, could be an interesting way to kind of get rid of that. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. And then I, I went ahead and I tried the background remove um, feature also. And, and I, I like the way that you can like adjust like the strength of it kind of yeah so it i mean it's not perfect but it it, i the picture that i tried it on it worked relatively well yeah and i i shared one i'll share it with the group that uh shared when we were in the recording and it took away and i had to add some negative light to remove some of the foreground also but it was a picture taken through a uh, patio um table with but it was kind of a metal mesh top. So it underneath there, the background, which was green grass kind of shown through because to get rid of all of that, there is, I would say beyond what the app could do. Yeah. Without so, messing too much up. Well, I think if, um, and, and I could be wrong here, but I, I would think that for like this feature, to be successful, it's really predicated on how well the portrait mode works, you know, in whatever app you use to take mm-hmm. the photo, you know, because yeah. that's the information it's using. Yeah, because so, on Dave's you know, on Dave's yeah. table there, the the mesh, the uh, the the depth ability of of portrait mode, those are just too fine of a, of an area. All those little holes in the table for that to be picked up. Yeah. Like even the photo that I tested this on, it was basically like a a statue. And, um, you know, just looking at the photo 
normally, I actually didn't even pick up on the fact that there was a couple areas um, that were background, but it thought it was part of the statue. So there was a couple areas that were still in focus. I just didn't notice until I tried the uh, back out round the background remove, and then I was like, "Oh wow, there's a couple spots here that it didn't realize are not part of the statue." But in the focus app, you can mask those out or erase those. Well, I just cranked up the strength <laughs> of the background remove, and it still covered it. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that works. But, but yeah. Yeah, definitely, definitely cool stuff. Though I, I like the direction this is all headed in. It's a lot of fun. Speaking, and I'm excited yeah. for iOS 12 because, like, like with Greg being in beta, um, he was saying how it, the depth effect seems to be getting better and better with iOS 12 with the with the beta. So apps like Focus and our um, I, Greg, I know you said how I does a really good effect, job with the depth effect. That's even going to get better with the new iOS. Yeah. And when you talk about the direction this is headed, um, the guys from Focus put a post on Instagram with a screen uh, recording of what they're coming out with. And I'm really excited for this because they are going to add the ability for the subject to cast a shadow based on a light source. So the light source works very similar to Apollo, but in in um, uh, focus, you can cast a shadow behind the subject. So the, the the example they give is a fire hydrant, and they're they've got this light bulb, and you can see this light bulb moving around the screen. And the closer the light bulb gets to the fire hydrant, you know, the bigger the shadow is behind it. Um, like width-wise, so I mean, the the algorithms that they've built into this is just amazing, and I'm really excited for this one. Wow, yeah, I'm looking at the the video, and yeah, you you can't do. I mean, you can do some of that in um, in Apollo with moving the light source, but I don't think you can move. It, it, you can do a shadow though. No, not yet. No, and that's really impressive. Oh yeah, yeah, it, it's really wow. cool. I mean, it is—it's it, truly amazing what you can do with these apps, which cost two dollars, three dollars. Where you know, previously you needed full-blown Photoshop, and and I think it's—I think it's tens of hours of actually trying yeah, to figure. Yeah, and out I think too. it's fair to mention to the listeners that. I mean, these things, these two particular apps that we're talking about right now will only work with, uh, aside from Camera Plus 2 that we mentioned, um, I mean, Halide will work with a single lens iPhone, but uh, Apollo and Focus will only work with photos that have been taken in portrait mode. So you need the uh, iPhone 7 Plus, 8 Plus, or 10 uh, in order to take advantage of what these apps can do. So... Um, folks like Joe, Joe has the iPhone seven, uh, with just a single lens. So, um, you know, he gets excited when we talk about this stuff and then he realizes, oh, I can't use it. I only have the iPhone seven. Um, so, you know, keep that in mind before you go out and and just buy these, these apps on a whim that you, you definitely need a, a plus phone with the two lenses. 
So just go buy a new phone on a whim is what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've been trying to get Joel to do that for months. <laughs> <laughs> just get an installment plan. You won't notice that 30 to $40 a month anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It's only it's only like four or five trips to Starbucks. Yeah. And it's better than stealing Matt stealing your phone next time you're over at his house. Yeah, I have a feeling I probably would pick up on that like relatively quickly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. A couple other things regarding apps. Um, in the App Store, uh, as Apple continues to roll out features that we that kind of, at least um, feature stories that make you want to actually go to the App Store every day, every day, they have a bit about uh, photographing ice cream. And uh, always a good thing. Um, And the one, uh, it actually mentions a couple apps that we've mentioned, um, Touch Retouch, which we've mentioned in the past. And let me get to the other one here. The one photo filter app, which I hate to say, there are so many filter up apps out there. If someone find one they particularly like, I would say go for it, but there's so many out there. It's hard to say, here's another app to do filters with, you know, and there one was the one that Matt mentioned. Um, let me get to the word here. Kira Kira plus where they're using an example to add, um, actual sparkly spar, um, jimmies, um, <laughs> to the code. So- so what what was the photo filter app? You didn't say what it was. Oh yes, it was. Let me actually get to that. It was a color story. Uh, a color story is free with in-app purchases. Uh, they describe it as bright and cheery filters instead of kind of a dark and moody one. Uh, the Kira Kira Plus, their listing is ninety nine cents, and the Touch Retouch is a buck ninety nine. And I honestly, based on what I know, Matt, you've talked about touch retouch before. I think it's definitely worth the buck nine. Oh yeah. Easily. If you want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I've shared that to the group too. Yeah. The, um, filter apps are hard to get excited about anymore because there, there are so many. Um, and I barely ever use filter apps, but I actually did use one, um, this past weekend with a picture that I took of my son and I took the picture in portrait mode and I have a filter app. I'm pretty sure we've talked about it on the show before. Like when it came out, it's called infilter. It's spelled I N F L T R. And, um, the thing with that one is Mm -hmm. like, if you put a a photo in that you shot in portrait mode, you can uh, separately adjust the background and the foreground. So like you could basically add a completely different filter to the background than the foreground. Um, and that's actually what I did with this, this picture of my son. I, I added like a particular color cast to the background and I think I left him relatively normal and I just liked the way it looked to me. It just added like a little bit more like, contrast and like a summary feel to the picture and um but typically i don't really use filter filter apps very much but in this it it worked out pretty well 
Yeah, Darkroom does that too. Uh, it gives you the ability to adjust on, um, you, you can link the background and foreground together or uh, separate them out and work on one or the other. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That is very cool. All right. Are there uh, any other app things, uh, Dave? Well, I would say one, and this isn't 100% photography related, but I know Apple made a big deal out of what they called Siri shortcuts, or I think they may have just called it shortcuts. And that's based on the Workflow app they bought last year. And Workflow is still available for free. And you can think about Workflow as if you've ever worked with macros or... um, Greg, help me out here. Is it I? Oh, if this, then that. If this, then that. Yeah. Um, And they actually have two. You can find workflows from people who created workflows that you can download and use. So it's similar to like um, if you kind of familiar with the Windows world, like like a visual basic code that you could use, let's say, in Excel or Word. Um, But where the two that are built in, which are kind of, which I like photo related, um, is one that will create a photo grid. Um, so you just start the uh, workflow. It'll bring up your photos. You can select how many photos you want to make and it'll automatically put them into a grid. And it's kind of built in. It's not overly powerful, but it's quick and easy to use. And the other one is making GIFs directly from the camera. So you can actually it'll load up the camera. You can say how many shots you want to take. Uh, start it up. It'll just take those shots and it'll create a GIF out of it that saves it to your um, camera roll. So instead of creating GIFs off of existing photos, it'll use the camera to kind of create a GIF that way. Very cool. All right. Well, we will work on getting invoices together to send all these apps that we mentioned for promoting them for f- uh, essentially for free. Yeah. And, uh, while we're doing that, I think we will move on to our focus point. Focus point. All righty. So, um, today Greg wanted to talk about the, uh, IPPA. Um, yes. And, what does that stand for, Greg? The International, or uh, no, sorry, the iPhone Photography Awards. Oh, yeah. I probably could have figured that out myself. But I didn't. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, the, uh, this, is a, um, this is the 11th year that they've had this. And I think the grand prize is something like a solid gold bar or something like that. Uh, of course the, you know, just the recognition, uh, for winning this is pretty, pretty cool. Uh, I mean, there's, uh, thousands and thousands of entries, I'm sure. And, uh, so, so this year, one thing I've noticed is it, to me anyway, a lot of the winning photos seem to be kind of photojournalistic in nature. Um, whether it's a, a street photography type scene or, you know, there's something going on and they definitely come from different parts of the world for sure. Uh, so the grand prize, uh, like the, the, the winning image 
for photographer of the year was, um, I'm looking at the wrong place. Bear with me. Winning, winning photographs. Here we go. So it was by a fellow named Jashim Salam from Bangladesh. And it's, he calls it displaced. And so what it is, it's a photo of a, a fairly big crowd outside looking at, uh, watching something on the screen. It's a, it's a film. Um, it's an awareness film about health and sanitation near, uh, I'm going to say, Tangali refugee camp in Ukaya in Bangladesh. I'm hoping I, I pronounced those right. And this was shot on an iPhone 7. And it's uh, it's kind of a dark image. Uh, it shows it looks like it's obviously at dusk. So because they're looking watching this on an outdoor screen, uh, but but there's a lot of children sitting around, and the grown-ups are all standing in the background. You can see some of the the housing and the and the places that they live in the background up on a hill and whatnot. But it it looks more like something you'd find in like you know Time magazine or something like that. Um, so that was that's the the grand prize winner. That, that's the uh, photographer of the year. But they have other categories as well. Yeah. Go ahead, Matt. Yeah, I was well, I was going to say, um, kind of going back to what you said in the beginning about how a lot of the winning photos were kind of photojournalistic. Then that's definitely something that I noticed as I was you know scrolling through looking at all the winners and. Um, you know, I, I, and at first I was like thinking to myself, like, wow, geez, you know, they must not have had, you know, very many different categories or did they even have categories? Because, so, you know, a lot of the photos were um, not necessarily similar in style, but they did have that. Yeah. Like you said, that photojournalistic vibe to them, like, you know, documenting some sort of, I don't know, human condition of some sort you know but yeah. then going in and looking there's 18 different categories you know they, yeah i mean it ran the gamut from landscape nature portraits still lifes abstracts architecture travel uh you know you name it um there was a category for it and uh so i really need to yeah. dive in more and kind of see like you know what one what picture won which which category? And some of them, I think, are kind of obvious. You know, if you look at it without knowing or looking at the category, what what it is. But some of them, I mean, I think some of these categories, it's like, all right, there's a people category and there's a portrait category. Yeah, and there's a children category. You know, and then you got you got like travel and you got news slash events like how do you how do you kind of parse like what's what yeah yeah it's uh uh i i don't know if you can enter the same thing in different categories or not i'm not familiar with the rules i did enter i think it was three photos in last year's competition but you know didn't didn't even get noticed i don't think um because i didn't get you know any win place show nothing out of it so but um um you didn't pay enough money oh they got my money all right 
Uh, I think it was I think it was like fifteen dollars for three. I'm I'm not sure what it was now, but you do have to pay to enter this thing. Of course, something has to pay for the gold bars and stuff. But there's I mean there's other prices as well. Uh, but that I'm you know I said I wasn't going to enter again after last year. I think I'm 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 going to maybe take a look at next year's categories and just see if I maybe have something that I can throw in there, just just for just for kicks, just to see what happens. Because, I mean, you know, even a blind squirrel will find a nut once in a while, right? So. Yeah. So they already have a deadline up March 31st, 2019. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So So basically, yeah, if anyone's wondering, this is called the IPPA. Well, it's it's IPP Awards, basically. So if you went to www.ippawards.com, you can find all the information if you're into this sort of thing, photo competitions. Mm. I don't know if I I can't get too excited about ones that you have to pay to enter. Um, Like, just to give people a quick idea, like, if you want to just enter one picture, uh, here in the U.S. anyway, it's $350. If you wanted to enter... Uh, five pictures. It's fifteen fifty. Um, yeah, doesn't say. Uh, actually, it does say um, the first place winner of the eighteen categories will win a gold bar from the most recognizable mm-hmm. private gold mint in the world. And I don't know what that is. It's uh, somewhere in Switzerland. Yeah. So you want to hope the price of gold is pretty pretty steep. Yeah. <laughs> if we win it. But I mean, still, I mean, and I think these are, a, what are they, a pound or something? Uh, they're one gram. Oh, one gram. Yeah, which is not anywhere close to a pound. Yeah, that's not, that's nothing. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it's still worth something. Depends. I, I don't know what the price of gold is per ounce now, but I mean, one gram is it's it's small. But anyway, I mean, just just to to be recognized like that, uh, I think that's a, that would be enough for me. Just to be recognized as the IPPA Photographer of the Year, that would be cool. Yeah. So the, one of the one of the things that I do like about this competition is they do they do keep it, um, pretty much strictly like iOS and like iPhone. So basically um, any photographer can enter you could be anywhere in the world and, and enter this competition, but you have to have taken the picture with an iPhone or iPad and um, you can use yeah. accessory lenses, uh, you know, so like a moment lens or stylus or whatever other brands are out there. Um but one of the things that you cannot do is you can't um, put your iPhone photo onto like a desktop uh, computer and edit it or process it with like Photoshop or anything like that. Uh, you can use iOS apps to edit your pictures. So, you know, you could use, if you really wanted to use like Photoshop, you could use like Lightroom CC uh, or whatever it's called, Lightroom uh, Mobile. Lightroom Mobile, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, Snapseed, Enlight, all that type of stuff you can use. Um, so I think that's pretty cool. I like the idea of it being start to finish an iPhone 
uh, you know, yeah, it's like a purely iPhone or iPad competition. They should have, in yeah, my opinion, so- a separate category for iPad photos. And then each photographer that enters an iPad photo also has to submit a photo of them taking the picture with the iPad. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and then I wondered where you were going with that. (laughs) And then all of those photos would be loaded into like a separate category called humor. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, uh, I'm going to, (laughs) <laughs> when I get some time, I am going to peruse these entries or these winning winning photographs because there's not only the winners like there's a there's a grand prize winner of each category and then there's a like a first second and third and then like a, a dozen or so honorable mentions I guess and I'm going to go through every category and look at every photo because if anything they're inspirational um, they'll they'll maybe open up your mind to a creative um, direction that you've never done before. And I, I've always looked for that when I'm, especially Instagram is, is probably the, the number one source of inspiration for me. I I follow people who do a lot of different types of photography and, and I find it very inspiring to, to look at the, um, the different styles and the, the, you know, the different editing techniques and whatnot. So there's definitely something to be had out of going through all these images. I've never gotten any inspiration from looking at other photography. Really? Oh, no, I'm totally kidding. Totally kidding. Oh, <laughs> I haven't been able to figure you out yet. <laughs> now. <laughs> now, Greg, I did happen to look up the cost of a one gram gold bar is at least from one website around forty dollars US. Forty dollars. So we really need so we really need that Patreon money to really increase if we want to start giving away for, gold for bars picks, yeah. for our post pick of the week winners. <laughs> yep, definitely. <Yeah. laughs> Patreon.com slash tiny shatter. Maybe we'll give away palladium bars. Unobtainium? How about that? There we go. <laughs> <laughs> I I mean, I'm sure there's a you know, a little bit of like prestige and bragging rights or whatever for you know, winning uh in this competition, but honestly, like the heck do you do with a gold bar? Yeah. Yeah, especially like a gram. Yeah, take it down to the pawn shop and get your 40 bucks. Yeah. Well, or worse yet, like you said, second and third prizes are the palladium bars. At least a gold bar, if you want to show it off or frame it with the photo, you can say, I won this. Here's a gold bar. For most people, like. You, you drill a hole in it and you put a chain yeah, through it and you wear it around your but neck. I mean, if you win, I'd rather. <laughs> I'd rather win a chocolate bar. But I mean, if you wear a palladium bar, Just, you're going to have to explain to people, yeah, it's a real metal. No, no, palladium is not a made-up word. <laughs> it's, it's an element. It's on the it's on the periodic table. Really, it is. <laughs> <laughs> and but then you'd be asked, "What's the periodic table?" 
unfortunately, that would be a sad thing, but it would not shock me. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I guess we, we, we thought we'd talk about it because there's definitely some interesting pictures there. And uh, we really don't talk about contests like ever. And uh, I guess since Joe wasn't here, we were like, let's do something we never do. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, definitely, definitely uh, good stuff there. A lot of really cool pictures. All right. I think it is that time of the show where we move on to everyone's favorite segment, post pick of the week. All right, so um, we decided to go ahead and pick a winner for our clouds challenge that we've been doing for the last two weeks, and I think I could speak for all of us when I would say you guys really knocked it out of the park. We had 266 comments the last time I looked a little bit ago. That's a lot of pictures to scroll through, a lot of you know, a lot of pictures to look at. There was a lot of really fantastic photos in there and made it extremely difficult. Um, Dave and, and Greg and I, we, we got together like pretty much like a half hour earlier than normal just so that we could come to a consensus on, on a winner. Cause we knew it was going to be hard to pick. We all kind of liked different pictures, but, um, when it came, came right down to it, I think, uh, Dave, you, you picked the one that we kind of all agreed on, did you not? Yeah, yeah. It was the one from Paul, uh, Y-A-H-Y-A, since I didn't want to butcher his name, uh, called Morning Fluffies. <laughs> and it's taken from the window of his flight. And it's a black and white photo, and it was it, it was just striking – in terms of the black and white and a little bit of graininess that was in it for me and seeing clouds from admittedly, not everyone had a chance to get on a plane, but seeing clouds from a different angle uh, than we're used to. Um, yeah. Every time I get, every time I fly, which isn't a lot, but every time I get a fly, you get the fly. It's always neat when you peek through the clouds and you can see them from above. It's just the, the different perspective is just some, most of the time mind blowing. And this one's he's kind of between the two cloud layers. So he has clouds above and below and the sun off in the distance. Um, and the top of the clouds that are just kind of peaking at the very top beneath you. It almost looks like another landscape instead of clouds and it just it just grabbed my attention when i saw it yeah i think this was a really awesome pick um you know like you said I, one of the things that i really like about it is how there's clouds above and below uh you know so you, you have something to look at throughout this whole image and then you know the sun is it's in front of him, but it's just barely out of the frame to the right. But the clouds that are below, it's illuminating in such a way that it, it adds like a whole lot of depth to them. It, it's created these really nice highlights 
um, and shadows. So there's uh, just really nice contrast and and texture, kind of like that fluffy texture to the clouds. Um, I think that really adds like some drama to the picture. It makes it a lot more interesting to look at. What do you think, Greg? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with both of you guys on this one. Um, it's, it's almost kind of like a high contrast black and white and, but, but it works. And I mean, <laughs> one thing that keeps coming into my mind is that the lower layer of clouds that's, you know, when you're looking down at them, almost has the appearance of a real, a real thick fog, dense fog amongst a forest. So it's almost like the, the, the tops of the clouds almost look like treetops oh, yeah. sticking out of a misty foresty, uh, misty foggy forest. But I mean, we, you know, it's obvious that it is clouds and it's really, really cool. Uh, some of these are, must be like heavy storm clouds or something like with a lot of moisture in them, a lot of rain, but he's done a great job of, of editing it, uh, to give it, you know, such a dramatic effect. And, uh, you know, it's, I, I could just imagine what must be going on below these, you know, these heavy clouds. So it's, it's just a really, uh, really cool picture. Well done. Very good. So, um, one more thing I'm just going to add here, cause, and I'm going to probably sound like a jerk here, but I'm just going to throw it out there. Um, so like I said before, tons and tons of cool pictures submitted for this challenge, but, um, I, I'll say that one of the reasons that we picked this photo is because it truly is a picture of clouds. And there were quite a few that were submitted that were, you know, pictures of, of clouds. Um, but there was also a lot of pictures that while you guys had really cool clouds in the pictures, if we really like asked ourselves, like, what is the subject of this photo? It wasn't really the clouds. It was a sunset or a landscape or just some other element of the picture that was actually more dominant as the subject than the clouds were. Um, so I'm just kind of throwing that out there. It's just something to keep in mind with these challenges. Um, you know, whether the subject of the challenge is a color or a shape or, you know, something like clouds, when you're submitting, you know, take a good look at your picture and ask yourself is, is, you know, what's in this picture? Is that really the subject? And is that really what they're looking for in this challenge? Yeah, yeah. It, Send um, your hate mail to uh, Joseph Ferrer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tinyshedder at gmail.com. You don't have to throw your – this is something we all all three of us looked at when we were looking at the um, the photos. for the, This is kind of a group effort because we were bouncing back photos back and forth just because they'll make great photos. And a lot of times it was – we looked at a photo and we said, this is a really good photo. But like you said, it's like – but the cloud isn't the subject. It's an accessory yeah. to the foreground or it's adding a nice texture to, but it's not exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the cloud, in this case, the clouds would have to be the real focal point of the image. And there were some great shots with that had clouds in them, but a lot of them, my eyes kept going to 
you know, what was in the foreground or on the ground and not necessarily to the clouds. So that's something to definitely remember for the next challenge. Thanks for backing me up, guys. <laughs> we wouldn't throw you under the bus. No. <laughs> right on. At least not while you're on the show. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, um, very awesome pick, uh, without a doubt. So, um, all right. So, uh, congratulations to Paul and Paul, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, but you are definitely our post pick of the week winner. Um, if you would like to participate in our post pick of the week, uh, challenge, you have two ways to do that. You could go to our Facebook group and look for the pinned post. Uh, that's where we'll have the, uh, whatever the current challenge is, and we keep those running for two weeks. Uh, you can also go to Instagram and post your pictures using the tiny shutter hashtag. And uh, basically the, the weeks uh, in the middle of our challenge, we go there and, and look through the pictures and we pick a winner uh, from that hashtag tiny shutter. All right. So, uh, oh, we need to... Uh, pick a new a new challenge anyone have an idea we don't have a, a chat room to lo- rely on this time yeah because we're all too daft to figure out how to get mixler, mixler to work <laughs> <laughs> uh, joe this is what we need you for buddy maybe <laughs> maybe daft could be the uh the challenge and people the could challenge just, yeah it would just take portraits of us Ooh. just Take a picture of us. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I mentioned earlier fences. That is intriguing. I kind of like it because I, I, there's a lot of potential there. You could get, you know, it, almost no matter where you live, could be in the country, could be in the city, in pretty much any part of the yeah. world, there's going to be fences. And, um, yeah. I'm just, I'm imagining in my head right now, just, uh, you know, gritty chain link fences with locks hanging off them in, you know, in, in a city, um, or, you know, some cool wooden fence along a field at sunset time. I don't know. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of ideas for myself here. Don't steal them. Yeah. and i'm thinking where ruth will have a little better luck than i will being downtown because there's an old church right next to where she um works at and they have a nice nice wrought iron fence but really it's a gate but you could in my mind i would consider that a fence and some of the images she can get around there especially black and white images kind of a stark image there. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I definitely possible. I would just suggest that for this challenge, remember to make the fence, the focal point of the image, there can be other elements in the image, but make, you know, try to make it so that the eye gets drawn to the fence. All right. It sounds like we're doing fences then. All Mm -hmm. right. Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. This will be a first for us. We've never, definitely never done fences before. Yeah. And there's a popular hashtag on Instagram, Fence Friday, where a lot of fences get posted on Fridays. Cool. I'll have to check that out. 
All right, guys. Well, I think we have ourselves a show. We came, we saw, we kicked it ass. Yes, we did. All right, let's go around the proverbial table here and tell everyone where they can find us. Let's start with you, Greg. Okay, you can find me on Instagram. I am McMillan Photo. On Twitter, McMillan underscore photo. And you can find me just with my name, Greg McMillan, at the Artful Eye Photography Community. All right, seriously, we need a spreadsheet with all of your usernames. <laughs> I left a couple of them out. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, where can we find you? Sure, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter as ProfPod on the face and on the Facebook group and the Arfo iPhone Photography group as Dave Podner. All right, and you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, IM, and the Artful Eye Photography community at M Hoffman Photo. You could find links to our show notes, our Facebook group, our YouTube channel, our Patreon, and any other things, any other things that we might have going on at tinyshutter.com. All right. Well, everyone, have fun shooting fences. And uh, that's it for this week. All right, guys, let's say bye bye. Good night, everybody. Night, everyone. Bye bye. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, head over to iTunes and leave us a review and a five-star rating. See you next week. What's our trajectory? 95% certain this will end in massive, (laughs) flaming disaster. And the other 5%? Irrelevant, sir. Everything's perfectly all right now. We're fine. We're all fine here now. Thank you. How are you? This is a great shot, Mav. I should be a photographer.